Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding National Liberal Arts College. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this 19th edition of the 1853 podcast of Mammoth's 2018-19 school year, we'll meet a couple of Mammoth College's outstanding student leaders. College chaplain Terry Ott will talk about Mammoth's weekly chapel service, which is a great way to start every week on campus during the school year. And Sports Information Director Dan Nolan will let us know what the Fighting Scots men's and women's basketball teams need to do in order to position themselves for the quickly approaching postseason. Before we get into this week's program, some notes about events taking place on campus. If you're in Monmouth, be sure that you check out Elizabeth Folk's great art show, You Are a Monument. That's now on display in the Lindsay Everett Gallery in the Hughes Library, and it will be on display through February 13. There's a story about it in the news section of the Monmouth College website, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu news. Also make sure that you have your tickets for the Monmouth Theater Department's first production of the spring semester, and that's Sarah DeLapp's critically acclaimed play, The Wolves. It's directed by Monmouth Theater professor Doug Rankin, and it will be performed February 21 through 24 in the Wells Theater right here on campus. You can read more about the play at monmouthcollege.edu news, and you can purchase tickets at monmouthcollege.edu theater, and that's theater spelled R-E. Saturday, February 2, was a great day at Monmouth as more than 120 outstanding high school seniors from 17 states were on campus for the Stockdale Fellows and Scholarship Competition to compete for the college's top scholarships that will be awarded to members of the class of 2023. It was an impressive gathering of future Scots. One of the Monmouth programs that recruits members from the Stockdale Fellows and Scholarship Competition is the James and Sybil Stockdale Fellows Program. It's one of Monmouth's top leadership development programs, and it's named in honor of one of the college's more distinguished alumni, Admiral James Stockdale and his wife, Sybil. Joining us to discuss the Stockdale Fellows Program is Assistant Director of Leadership Development, Jake McLean as well as a couple of the outstanding Stockdale Fellows. Jake, who runs the Stockdale Fellows Program, says the Stockdale Fellows Program gives students several opportunities to study and practice leadership. Yeah, the Stockdale Fellows are part of our, uh, what we call the Premier Leadership Development Program on campus. So they're involved in this program for four years, and uh, they study leadership. We get involved in uh, on campus and in the community, and uh, we show people what it is to 
practice uh, leadership in the way that we have defined it. So a Stockdale Fellow can expect to uh, travel to a national leadership conference. Uh, we, we've taken groups of students to this uh, to the National Lead 365 conference in Orlando, Florida the last few years. Uh, we actually took a group to present at that conference and we had one Stockdale Fellow do a closing keynote for a couple hundred students. Uh, they'll travel uh, with me over spring break for an alternative spring break service project. Uh, last year and this year we're serving with uh, Living Lands and Waters, the river cleanup crew based out of the Quad Cities. And uh, we're also going to be competing against other schools uh, to show off who has the best leadership skills. As Jig points out, members of the Stockdale Fellows Program will be tomorrow's leaders. If you look around our community, I mean, this is the next generation of students, uh, leaders in the community who are going to be engaged, uh, active, and can fix, hopefully fix some of the things that are wrong with uh, leadership and the way it's practiced right now. Uh, students want to be engaged in their communities and they, they want to work energetically to solve problems with other people. And the long-term vision of the Stockdale Fellows contributes uh, to what that might look like uh, with people who are educated and what it means to involve other people around something that they uh, mutually agree on. It's some kind of mutual purpose, some real change that is able to be put into place and put into practice. Alexis Brower is a biology junior from Springfield, Illinois. She's in her third year as a Stockdale Fellow. Alexis says that being a Stockdale Fellow has helped her develop in a number of ways. The program has definitely affected me in multiple ways, especially um, just making me more cognitive and more aware of my abilities and how capable I might be to impact this change not only on our campus but also in our community. Stockdale Fellows is really preparing you not only to be involved in campus and community life right now, but as we become adults and we start uh, entering our professional lives, it kind of gives us an avenue and a way to uh, really start impacting our lives as professionals after our student lives. Alexis says there's much to like about the Stockdale Fellows Program, but there's one part that stands out for her. Absolutely love Alternative Spring Break. Uh, I think it's absolutely amazing. Uh, the National Leadership Conferences were always really uh, fun and informative at the same time, which is honestly hard to reach a lot of the times, but they definitely succeeded. Uh, and definitely just spending time with the other fellows. And she says there have also been a few surprises. But I had no idea exactly how much it was going to impact me and how many different things I was going to learn and how much more confident in my own abilities I would become. Thomas Whitty is a communication studies sophomore from Northbrook, Illinois. He's in his second year as a Stockdale Fellow. Thomas says the program has helped him broaden his network on campus. You know, I think it's really been a great uh, opportunity to meet other people around campus, um, some people that I may not meet just um, in, in everyday life, but we meet biweekly and getting to do that and see all those people all the time it has really been a great opportunity. Thomas says that being a Stockdale fellow has also benefited him in his major. Being a communications major, there's a lot of communication involved, obviously, so being able to talk to different people and interact with them has been, has been crucial. Uh, just simple interactions with people and being able to talk to people one-on-one -on -one, um, is definitely crucial as you go on in life and into, uh, into the workforce and just having those interpersonal skills that we learn in this, in this program. That's Thomas Whitty. He's one of Mama's outstanding Stockdale Fellows. You also heard from Alexis Brower. She's another outstanding Stockdale Fellow. And you heard from Assistant Director of Leadership Development, Jake McLean. 
He oversees the Stockdale Fellows Program. To read more about the program, point your browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash stockdale-fellows. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. For about half an hour every Monday during the school year, the Monmouth community is invited to come together in the Dahl Chapel and Auditorium for the college's weekly chapel service. The weekly service is coordinated and overseen by Monmouth's seemingly ubiquitous chaplain, Terry Ott. You can watch Mama's Weekly Chapel online on the college's YouTube channel. That address is youtube.com slash College. But as Terry observes, coming together in worship in a physical space is also a special moment. Worship always has meant a lot to me as a place where a community can gather. Um, I think we're different together in worship, too, singing together and praying together our students really appreciate in chapel hearing from their faculty and other staff members. You get to hear a different side of them, a side, um, a very personal side, a, um, a faith-based side that you wouldn't hear in the classroom or when you're just encountering them in the office. And Terry says that weekly chapel services are even more meaningful because of their intergenerational aspect. Evening, but the intergenerational nature of our chapel service is just really important to me and that, um, yeah, we can gather together once a week to kind of um, collectively put our mind on bigger, bigger, bigger perspective. You know, what does God want for us in this institution that is Monmouth College? Um, so, yeah, so it's a faithful, faithful gathering every week, and I think it's important to do that as a church-related college. Many of the messages delivered at chapel are delivered by students, which Terry says creates many special moments as well as opportunities for the students to learn and grow. But um, I actually particularly love working with the students on this message because I was actually just reading an article on Facebook about how if you want to succeed career-wise in today's world, you need to be, you need to have some experience with public speaking. And so when we work with students who are giving a chapel message. I don't think people realize how hard we work them. <laughs> um, you know, they have to do mul- multiple drafts of their message. Um, so we work on their writing and their communicating, how they can clearly communicate a message. They get an assigned scripture passage. So it's not just, oh, this is what I want to say, and then we do a message. They have to really reflect and study a passage of scripture, and then um, and then uh, prayerfully discern the message they want that that will be best heard by an audience too, and that's a big piece of it too. You know, how can you um, deliver a message and be heard? I mean, that's a skill that um, really needs to be learned today. How to earn a hearing. The experience of delivering a message at chapel also helps students deepen their faith. It's just the challenge of trying to articulate what you believe about a passage of Scripture that is so good for all of us to do, that challenge, put into words what you believe. Because oftentimes we don't talk about our faith, and it's just kind of rolling around inside of us. But if, we, if we're forced to put it into words, it's just a great exercise in, in asking ourselves, what do I believe? 
and, and communicating that to an audience. As I mentioned earlier, Mama's Chapel services can be viewed online. That's thanks to Terry's colleague, Chris Goble, who teaches in the college's communication studies department. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate um, Chris Goble's efforts in kind of getting that, that equipment into Dahl. Um, because, you know, like we had a student today whose mother was watching from home. And we have alum that have, that where chapel has, um, today's chapel services has been, meant a lot. And so they're following now from where they are across the country. But it really means a lot to know people are tuning in from, from wherever they are. Mama's weekly chapel service helps a lot of students, faculty, and staff begin their week, and Terry is no exception. It sets the framework for my work here as a chaplain. It is the rhythm of gathering this community for worship that I, I think is, is the crux of who I am as the pastor of this community and as the spiritual leader. I just, it's... It's one of the, it's the most important thing I think I do. That's Monmouth Chaplain Terry Ott. Don't forget that you can watch the college's weekly chapel services online at youtube.com slash Before we delve into this week's athletic segment, a reminder of the many ways in which you can follow Monmouth College throughout the social media spectrum, the college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash College. The college's main Twitter account is at Mammoth, and the college is on Instagram at Mammoth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Mammoth on Snapchat at ThisIsMammoth. And for music that will help you chase away the winter blues, be sure to check out Mammoth College on Spotify. Tuesday night was a big one at Glennie Gymnasium for the Fighting Scots men's and women's basketball teams as they swept visiting Knox College. The women beat Knox 56-48, then the men completed the sweep with a 69-57 win. For the women, the win avenged a loss earlier in the season to the Prairie Fire, and it also clinched a berth in the Midwest Conference Tournament, which includes the conference's top four teams. It also put them in a virtual tie with Ripping College for the conference lead. For the men, the win, which swept Knox on the season, pulled them to within a game of Ripping, who currently sits in fourth place in the conference. And as luck would have it, the Fighting Scots head to Ripping on Saturday, February 9, in what is a different kind of must-win game for both teams. Joining us to take a closer look is Mammoth Sports Information Director Dan Nolan. He's the man behind MammothScots.com, the official spot on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Dan says it should be a big Saturday in Wisconsin. Uh, so they're in. Now, that doesn't mean they have clinched uh, a first. It just means they've clinched one of the top four spots. Uh, the men are still in the hunt, and uh, they're just a game back of Ripon, uh, which, ironically, the women are also a game back of Ripon for the top spot on the women's side. Uh, so we play at Ripon this weekend, and it's an important game on, on multiple aspects. Uh, uh, both teams could win and sweep uh, the series with Ripon, which would give them the head-to-head 
tiebreaker if it comes down to that. So for the women, that could mean a conference uh, regular season title. For the men, that could mean the fourth and final playoff berth. So there are a lot of parallels to this. You know, and the, and the women came into the year ranked uh, seventh in the preseason coaches poll. Uh, the men last year when they won the whole thing were ranked sixth. So uh, these teams have a, a lot of parallels. Teams are looking at uh, this weekend as a tournament game. That's uh, really what it boils down to. The Scots women's 12th conference win of the season over Knox wasn't a picture-perfect affair, but Dan says in many ways it was a vintage rivalry game. Because the men and the women's Knox games, it's typical. You, you know it's going to be a hard-fought, ugly, grinded-out type of game, and that's what the women had to do. And uh, you know, we we just it was a, a game of surges, much like the men's. Uh, you look back at the first half and uh, uh, shot clock running out, and Yvonne uh, Ornelas makes a half uh, a cross-court pass to uh, Shane Smith in the corner, a deep three, and and uh, threw up a rainmaker uh, that hit nothing but net, and just really pumped us up and then you know late in this in the uh, in the second half fourth quarter uh Yvonne hits uh, a three-pointer uh, to give us a spark uh in the final few minutes and then hits two free throws in the last 30 seconds to to help hold them off so it was really a great grinded out game uh, and again a game of surges it could have gone either way and it was important to get that game um, because we needed to at least get the split and and that's what happened In last Tuesday's win over Knox, the men's basketball team picked up a much-needed win thanks to a true team effort. Yeah, the the men uh, really had to grind one out against Knox to get that win on Tuesday, and uh, that broke a three-game slide. Uh, you know, we, we started off that three-game uh, uh, slip uh, losing to Lawrence by, I think it was four points, and then lost to Cornell by, I think, three. Uh, so those, you know, seven points in, in those two games, and then lost a, a tough one over at uh, Grinnell, uh, 107-94, to which, you know, if you equate that out to a non-system team, that's probably about a six- or seven-point loss. Uh, so it was really tough so the guys uh, had to dig down deep and, and admittedly didn't play their best ball but we did you know get out to a great start uh, DJ Swift 13 points in the first like eight minutes um, and then didn't score again till uh, late in the second half but uh, it was a, a crucial three that he hit uh, there in the in the second half uh, uh, Justin Batterton followed with a, a basket and then uh, Tyler Houston followed with a bucket and one so that little surge there propelled us down the, the final eight minutes so that was uh, uh, really a crucial time for us uh, to to not only take the lead, regain the lead, and hold the lead uh, to put us in position uh, headed into the weekend. While the Monmouth basketball teams are at Ripping College on Saturday, February 9, the track and field program will host the 18-team Monmouth College Fighting Scott Invite, their second to final tune-up before the Midwest Conference Indoor Track and Field Championships, which will be held February 22 and 23 at Monmouth's. Huff Athletic Center. Uh, that should be a, an interesting one. Uh, you know, last week, uh, Joe Crawl threw a, a new uh, program record in the weight throw, broke the old mark by three feet, uh, one that had stood for over 10 years, and uh, he's ranked number four in the nation. And then uh, his throwing mate, uh, John Hintz, uh, uh, is eighth in the nation in the weight throw uh, with his mark from last week. So those two fellows uh, are really coming on strong. And, you know, if we look ahead uh, to the end of the month and the, going into the national meet, uh, that's potentially a lot of points out of the weight throw for us on the team standings. And, and it's also important uh, from the standpoint of keeping our string of All-Americans going. Uh, we've had an All-American every year since 85, and you, know, you don't want to be known as the team that, that broke that streak.
so, you know, come out uh, this Saturday. Uh, field events start at 11, uh, running events at noon, and you can see some great track action. Uh, but, again, you know, get there early because you'll want to watch the, the guys in the weight throw especially and uh, see if maybe one of them can uh, pop another record. That's Monmouth Sports Information Director Dan Nolan, the man behind MonmouthScots.com. Don't forget to follow all of Monmouth College Athletics on Twitter at MC Fighting Scots. And that's going to be a 30 for this 19th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2018-19 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu and be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.